0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fast Baskets, the ultimate basketball show, where it is 10 minutes, one topic, no filler. My name's Nick.
1: And my name is Cam, and Nick,
0: guess what? What's up, Cameron?
1: The NBA is officially back.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness, we have basketball. Like, we're recording this on the first day of scrimmages, and it feels so good to be back.
1: What is it, the first day since March 11th, I guess?
0: Um, yeah, right. Since mid March, I know we have gone four months without basketball, and I've slowly lost my mind. Just watching Bull Bull obliterate today made me happier than anything.
1: Yeah, I'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> so we thought we we thought it'd be a fantastic idea to go through you know each you know NBA team and just kind of talk about them, what we think. You know, the twenty two teams in Orlando.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I think like our plan is to go just like some bold predictions. This might not be like the most educated episode, but it's just what we want to see and what we think could possibly happen. This is one of the most unpredictable times in the NBA's history, and we just want to capitalize on it with just the most just insane, nutty, batty stuff as we possibly can.
1: Yeah. So speaking of unpredictable, uh, I think, you know, you already, met, you already mentioned his name. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. Bull Bull
0: i um, like I feel like when we talk about Bowl Bowl, we have to mention like the Nuggets lineup in particular. Like my bold prediction is that they stick with this insanely gigantic lineup just throughout the playoff playoffs. Like they continue to run it might not be their starting lineup and they get Jamal Murray and they get Will Barton back and all of that. But Nikola Jokic will play more point guard is what I am getting at.
1: I want to see the Vegas odds on if Nikola Jokic if fucking if, if freaking Jok- Jokic starts at point guard. Like if you were to place a bet on that like DraftKings, if that was like available what do you think the over-under on that one?
0: <laughs> I don't think it'd pay out that well, just because I think it is that likely. Like, I don't even think it's that bold, especially after seeing it. And granted, first day of scrimmage, is everyone's a little raw and stuff. I think it'll work. And I particularly want to see, my bold prediction is in the playoffs, we are going to get this Denver huge lineup with Jokic at point guard and ball ball at small forward against that Houston small ball lineup. And it's going to be the, some of the most interesting basketball I've ever seen.
1: Well, the thing that, you know, you mentioned too, you, you don't, You're not a big Jokic fan, typically, but he's in shape now.
0: <laughs> I am not, and you know, like even as a point guard, he's got a lot of work to do. He had eight turnovers in that first scrimmage game, but I think if anyone can make <laughs> it work, why not? Why not? I just, I want to see it. the point guard battle of the century will be Nikola Jokic versus Russell Westbrook, and I am ready for it.
1: Speaking of Russell Westbrook, uh, you know what do you think about him and James Harden now? You know they're a little bit shortened. You know they're all healthy again. You know, wait. What, Westbrook has Corona, doesn't
0: he? Uh, like, Westbrook is officially back. Then. No, Westbrook is officially in the bubble as of recording this on July 22nd. Like Westbrook's officially there. I'm not 100% sure on Harden, but I think that's a little shaky. I think that's definitely going to hurt them because let's be completely honest, without Harden and Westbrook, that Houston team would be 15th in the West.
1: Oh yeah, no, they're 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 god awful about those two. I mean, even like even before they had Capella, like he was like a solid big man. He's not there anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, even even if Capella would have been there, there would have been the fifteenth. But no, like my prediction is, um, ho- I guess this is more of a hopeful thing. Hopefully, they come back because I want to see that matchup so badly. I want that Houston <laughs> small ball versus like Denver gigantic ball. Like Daryl Morey tweeted about it today, and it made me want it even more.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that what. What movie was that from?
0: Uh it was uh the Jack Black um Jack Black movie. I, I don't remember for the life of me. This is a, this isn't a movie podcast though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was the giant the giant guy. Oh, it was it was when they tie him down. Oh, that was fun. No, oh, exactly. I love it.
0: But like getting back to basketball, what is your next bold prediction for the bubble?
1: Bold prediction. I think the Pelicans are going to get in over the Grizzlies.
0: You think the Pelicans make it in as the AFC? seed? Why is that?
1: I do. I really, you know, we go back and forth on it. You know, J- Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, all these players, uh, Ben uh, Ben Simmons. Um, I really do rate Brandon Ingram. I'm a Laker fan. I was upset when we let him go. This season, he was an all-star. He was terrific. With Zion, you know, Lonzo's playing better. You know, they. I really like that squad, man. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> I can definitely see it happening. And, you know, like to back up what you said, the odds are definitely in New Orleans' favor. Even without Zion, that's a really solid squad when they're at full health. And right now in the bubble, they have by far the easiest schedule out of like the eight games. Like their eight games are easier than everyone else's by a mile. I don't remember the exact statistics, but it's not close as as the time is.
1: That's right. The little thing that we have to think about, though, is Zion actually left the bubble. It was like a family emergency. I don't know if you saw that.
0: He did. He did leave the bubble, but, you know, like, it wasn't health-related. Normally, like, when things are health-related, like, they'll like they'll send that out there. And, like, it, it, we don't know what exactly the issue is. I could be completely wrong there. But he should come back before too long. I think worst-case scenario is he misses a few of the regular season games. But he'll be back, and as it stands right now, New Orleans can easily get in there to play Memphis, at least for, like, that eighth and ninth, like, you know, the best two out of three. You know how that goes?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I do want to uh, throw out there um – Oh, which team was it? Uh, uh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Uh,
0: is it Sacramento? Oh,
1: is it Sacramento?
0: What What are no, you talking Sacramento. about? I just I just said a random team out there. What are you thinking of?
1: I don't know. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Orlando, do you think they have any type of you know they are from? Do you think they have any type of like home court advantage? I don't really think so, but you know they are in Orlando.
0: No, um, I don't think so at all no without fans in attendance, i don't think the orlando magic have any home field advantage because not a single fan in attendance and it's not like they're staying at their ho- own homes either like they're all in these hotel rooms you can make the argument that they're more acclimated like weather-wise outside of the court but that's such a small difference when you look at it like that's like saying the heat have a home court advantage just because of like the florida thing say the same thing about orlando and every other southern team so no i don't think the magic will really have that if they were a stronger squad like if the Milwaukee Bucks were placed in Orlando, then I would say, yeah, this is a huge advantage. But also just being, you know, currently the eighth seed, I don't think it makes too much of a difference personally.
1: Okay. Well, I actually remember what I was going to say. You're a Suns fan. How does it feel that you were invited to the bubble?
0: <laughs> um, it feels really good. We don't have Aaron Baines. That feels really bad. But you know what? My prediction is my bold bias prediction is that the Phoenix Suns will go at least 500 in the, these eight games. Bleacher Report recently did an article ranking all 22 starting lineups, and Phoenix's was 15th, which gives me hope. That mixed with the fact that we finally have DeAndre Ayton at full strength and we may have Kelly Oubre playing after all, I have hope as a Suns fan that they will go at least 4-4 four and four in the eight games they play. And yeah, also, but hopefully Bleacher- and- Go ahead. It helps that they play Washington game one. It helps that there's they have one of those and they play Philadelphia twice, who they were really strong against in the regular season. So, you know, win at least one of those Philly matchups, win at least one of the Washington matchups and get lucky two more times and I'll be the happiest man on the planet.
1: Did you see they rated uh, Fred Van vleet over Gavin Booker in the bubble at like 31 and 30?
0: I did not see that, no.
1: <laughs> oh, they did. It was so funny.
0: Is this a Bleacher oh, Report God. article?
1: Yeah, of course it's up to report on article duty. Are you serious? Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> okay, granted, it, it it could have easily been ESPN too. They've made some glaring mistakes, but that's that's a shame. I think Toronto is going to be a team to watch out for. Toronto could easily be a dark horse in here just because of how deep they are in the midst of the bubble. Like it's easier than ever ever to lose one person, and there's almost there almost isn't a team that's better suited to lose one person than Toronto because they've been losing people all year due to injury. Like my, another one of my bold predictions will be that if any, the best dark horse team that could win the title is Toronto coming back as repeat champions.
1: You know, I agree with that. Pascal Siakam really did actually have an MVP season before everything shut down. You know, he didn't really get the recognition, you know, mainly because he's in the East and Toronto, you know, who cares about Toronto typically. um, It's not one of those big market teams, but with that team around him, he's a year older. He's averaging ridiculous numbers. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's a weak East because, because actually statistically it's a stronger East than normal. But, mm-hmm. you know, even though they lost Kawhi, damn, are they a good squad.
0: No, absolutely. They're strong. But with about a minute left, since this episode is based on bold predictions, I'm going to make mine. There's going to be a team that goes 8-0 and in this regular season. It's not going to be Philadelphia. It's not going to be Milwaukee. It will be the Boston Celtics. They will go 8-0 and in the regular season.
1: Interesting, interesting, interesting. My bold prediction is going to be: actually, I think the Nets, with their depleted roster, will have the worst record out of everybody um, in the regular season.
0: Do you think anyone? Do you think they are the team most likely to go 0 and eight?
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's either them or the Wizards. But you just look at what they don't have this season. I mean, they even tried to sign Michael Beasley, and he ended up having Corona, so they didn't sign him. They yeah, actually no, have
0: nobody. Then. <laughs> Like, as we conclude the episode, I think it's important to announce that, like, in the midst of everything that's going on, the Nets are relying super heavily on Jamal Crawford and Tyler Johnson. Let's get them, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get them, boys. Let's get them, boys. All right, but that has been our Fast Baskets episode on our bold predictions for the NBA bubble. Thank you so much for joining us.